Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Popping in before I play today's episode for you because I have a very special announcement. Feel the Good doors are now open. Feel the Good is my brand new 10-week program to help you experience more joy, more peace, more happiness, and more ease in your life. There is no denying that these past two years have been a little rough, and that's why I'm devoted this year to helping us all simply find peace and feel good again. We like to think that more money or a new romantic relationship or a new job will create our happiness, but it's just not true because we create our happiness. This program will teach you to master your mindset so you can let go of your ego and negative thought patterns, wake up excited to live every single day, and finally just feel good. You will be able to find peace and joy in your life no matter your circumstances. So if you feel like you are always on an emotional roller coaster, you struggle with anxiety and depression or seasonal depression, and you feel like some days you just can't get out of your head, this is for you. And we begin February 2nd, uh, 2-2-22, of course. So if you're ready to feel the good, you can click the link in the show notes to learn more and apply. I love you guys so much. Um, And now for today's episode. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you're new here, a very special welcome. I'm so, so grateful to have you here, especially for this episode, because I have a very special guest. Uh, Her name is Kara Michelle, and she is a mindset coach and quantum healer. Um, And after losing her brother, being raped, and then having a traumatic car accident, Kara spent the last eight years traveling the world and working with different coaches and healers to break free and go from pain to purpose. And I feel like Kara is just like the perfect like guest for Breaking Butterfly, because even in the email that I sent her of like my intentions (laughs) with the podcast, I'm like, I want to share these powerful success stories um, that really show you like what is possible for you, especially after going through so much. So I feel like your story is like the epitome of, of what I want to share here. And, and also fun tidbit is Kara was my very first business coach, like (laughs) (laughs) forever. Like when I first started my business, I didn't even have a client. Like Kara helped me so much. She literally built like help me build my business to, to where it is now. Like there's still things that she had said to me when we were working together that I feel like I say to like my business coaching clients now and things. So it's kind of full circle and really fun uh, to have her here. So say hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to be chatting with you and to be on here. I love everything with Breaking Butterfly. So it truly is an honor. <laughs> oh, 
thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, before planning this episode, I was like, I knew something amazing would come through of like kind of what we want to share, but I wasn't like exactly sure what it would be. And then after just like connecting with Kara a little bit before we started recording, like, I'm just really, really excited for, for everything mm-hmm. we're going to share with them. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and I'd give you a little introduction, but introduce yourself a little bit more um, and tell us just more about your story. We just want to hear it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess starting, oh, where do we start out? Like, I feel like I always had that kind of like normal upbringing, like quote unquote normal, right? What mm-hmm. we think, but Um, you know, like normal insecurities, anxiety, really big anxiety, and so many limiting beliefs, like, Mm. and that's, I think what fueled my journey into like mindset and subconscious reprogramming is just, as I grew up, I started to think that this way that I think, like, I don't want to be stuck in this suffering and in these Mm. negative loops for the rest of my life. Um, And then with the different experiences, the grief and the trauma and all of that, it felt like, you know, how the universe pushes us to our destiny. And it felt like all of these things were really pushing me down that path of personal healing first so that then Mm -hmm. I could help others and empower them to break out of that as well. Yeah. With every coach, I always like, I'll be like, okay, like, you know, what's your title? Like, what's your expertise? And then I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, so what's, what's the trial that like (laughs) direct, like directed you to that, or like is correlated with Mm -hmm. that? Cause usually I feel like our trials like growing up is for our purpose in a sense. That's totally. Yeah. 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 And that is that whole pain to purpose. Right. And I totally agree. Most people, you look at the things that they're passionate about or the ways that they're giving back or showing up in the world And I would say probably 99% of the time it is tied to their own form of suffering or their own struggles. And because they know what that felt like and they had to move through it, then they're like, wow, I really want to help shift this for other people or support others. And, you know, through coaching or through creating a product or service that can help with that. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us more about your as in in detail as you want to get I know it's like vulnerable like question Mm -hmm. I guess but can you tell us a little bit more about those trials that really led you here like you said you have anxiety insecurities and things like that um but like I was saying like you went through some heavier stuff too that Mm -hmm. I feel it's important to share because one thing we really want to bring to you guys today is just like how possible it is to get out of your suffering and shift your identity and I mean, you've Mm -hmm. you've like completely became like a different person in a sense. So tell us like the, the lowest low root of it all. Okay, definitely. So, um, yeah, when I was 18, I got a phone call from my mom saying that my brother had passed away and he had an allergic reaction to a prescription drug. So like the night before we had been texting, and everything was fine. And then that morning I was actually flying across Canada because I played university volleyball and I was uncontrollably crying the whole plane ride and thinking of him. And I didn't know what had happened yet, Mm. but it was like my soul knew. And, um, 
yeah, I just, I remember sitting on that plane and I was like, there's like something's wrong and something has happened. And I wanted to just, the second we landed, I was like, I wanted to text him. And then my mom texted through and called. And that was when I found out, you know, everything that had happened. And that was definitely for sure the lowest in my whole Mm -hmm. life. Um, He, yeah, he was like my best friend, my hero. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everything I did was based around him like even playing volleyball he loved playing volleyball so I was like that little sister who's like I want to do what he does and um so yeah it was like the biggest paradigm shift of what what am I doing what is this life you know what happens next yeah how do I continue so many questions that show up your whole world is like turned upside down pretty much and mm-hmm. and and you're 18 so that wasn't like that long ago either I feel like yeah yeah it's it's been um it'll be 11 years actually oh, wow. ter- yeah but it, it feels like just yesterday in some ways for sure yeah um so, I'm so sorry for your loss yeah thank you and thank you. also <laughs> I'm terrified I have this weird fear of medicines like I'm mm. like if someone were to say like hey like take this and I couldn't see the bottle or anything like I will not put anything in my body and now I feel like mm. I'm gonna be even more abnormally weird about that because you just shared that mm. so now I'm gonna be like a crazy person like I've always been afraid of taking medicine yeah yeah which I and, think is good though like I mean yeah yeah I'm extra extra cautious now with everything because we just don't know our sensitivities and so for him yeah like the when you know not to go super deep into details but when they did all the reports after like the amount that he had in his system was so tiny yeah that they said like it it just his body couldn't handle it so everything Mm. just shut down um so horrible Yeah. So it's, it is, it's, it's a, it was a great reminder in that way as well of how quickly life can happen or life can be taken and how it can change. And, um, after, you know, a couple of years of really navigating the grief and, and feeling really stuck in that, it really did trigger me to go, okay, well, what am I doing and why am I spending my time you know, going through the motions I was working on, I had no idea what I was doing in university. (laughs) I just knew I wanted to help people. And so I kept changing my practices and my studies. And I was mostly just there because I had a scholarship for volleyball, but Mm -hmm. I was in so much physical pain from overworking myself and really only played volleyball because of him. So it kind of, it did, it shook up my reality in so many ways yeah um yeah and then I was like if life can be this short I want to spend every minute doing stuff that I love and I want to actually live a meaningful life instead of struggling and doing what we're told to do Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, I mean I don't want this to sound like insensitive at, at all at all because I don't think anyone's like death is for like, 
like for a per like a purpose or like it was like meant to happen but I do think that like death has such an important role to play in inspiring Mm -hmm. others too yeah like like 100% I would not be where I am today if he were still alive and um it is it's a hard thing to say because obviously hands down I would do anything I could to bring him back and Mm -hmm. at the same time I can look at the trajectory my life took because of it and the growth and the lessons and everything and it's like it really was my biggest teacher Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then now I get to help others and be be where I'm at now which again might not have been triggered without that experience yeah yeah exactly it's like you know how many lives are like being changed now or even just Mm -hmm. like on a larger scale like you're shifting uh like the world for like a new earth in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes yeah we need those like Mm -hmm. motivators so can you share kind of like what it was like going through such a hardship and like being in like um yeah just such grief and like sadness into actually healing because I think a lot of people listening can probably like relate with you um and you know even if it's not death like other just really deep hardships where it feels like you just can't get out of it or there's no way to like find joy or peace or happiness or purpose like pain to purpose sounds Mm -hmm. like too far right now (laughs) it's a stretch yeah yeah what was kind of like your whole process Mm -hmm. I guess yeah I mean it definitely took time but I think one of the things that um, one of the biggest catalysts along that was, you know, looking at people in maybe our parents' generation who mm-hmm. are so identified with their high school years or their mm-hmm. college years. And you see like, and even in positive ways of like the things they still believe or talk about and like celebrate and like, oh, you know what I did, or I was like, I won these awards and they're so identified with it. And I saw that from like the positive spectrum and the negative spectrum. And I remember having this moment where I still was really heavy in my pain and in my grief, but I kind of thought like, wait a minute, I don't want to be like 50 or 60 years old and be still you know, walking around with that identity of the girl who lost her brother at Mm. 18, you know, because when it happened, naturally, it did impact my identity. And it really was so heavy. I thought like, this is the only thing people see in me. And that was the only thing I kind of held to as my story. Um, And yeah, I just started to realize, wow, okay, I don't want to be attached to this forever. And so Mm -hmm. that did begin my journey into spirituality, into mindset, into energy work, and looking at the ways that we can step away and create a new story and Mm -hmm. um, go from that kind of victim, you know, look at what happened to me to look at what happened for me and how I've turned it into something beautiful. Mm. Do you feel like there was some fear involved in that? Like, was there any resistance to kind of letting go of that story? (laughs) Because I feel like for some Mm. of us, it's such a comfort thing of like, you know, well, I can't, 
I can't uh, reach my dreams because this happened to me, or I can't do that because this happened to me. And so Mm. actually letting go of that and not using that almost as like a, like a crutch and and truly like claiming your power, I feel like can feel scary a little bit. Yeah. It's like terrifying to the ego (laughs) because our egos just like our ego naturally attaches to those things. And, um, without going too deep into it, right. We literally end up creating those neural networks and those pathways that just fire together and constantly see ourselves that way or reaffirm that story. And so to start creating a new story, feels very uncomfortable and it can feel really fake and um there's yeah there's just a lot of discomfort around it so it definitely was like a journey to shifting that um I think had I had I had the knowledge I have now about how the mind works it would have been much easier right because Mm -hmm. back then I had no understanding so it really was like swimming or like going upstream or something (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah Uh, and and that's what I love about like today's day and age when it comes to healing it's like I feel like a lot of us coaches and leaders have already swam upstream so we Mm. do get to share with people so that they don't have to swim upstream but we get to just like guide them with us right there's so many um well I'm sure I guess there was like teachings out there maybe when you're healing too, but I feel like they're just so much more accessible today. Like mm. you can pop on like any podcast, any audio book, like there's just so yeah. much information now that can help you. So it takes mm. you, and that's the beauty of like coaching programs too, right? It takes you like three to six months or a year to heal mm. rather than what? A eight? decade. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it is, it's, it's so accessible that now I think the most important part is your willingness. Mm -hmm. Like you have to genuinely be willing to change and to put in that effort because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a quick fix necessarily. Yeah. Yes. You have access to the information or the support or the accountability, but there still is that piece of you taking personal responsibility and feeling empowered enough to be like, mm. I'm ready to make this change. Mm. Um, and that's where we see the biggest growth, right? Yes. I love that you bring this up. Cause like, I don't know if I should really be like disclosing this, but I'm just going to say, I don't really care, but that's kind of what, so my new program, right. Of like feel the good is mm. the whole first part of the program is literally not even about like the reprogramming yet or like, you know, the positive psychology or tips and habits and things. The whole first part is literally just, can you commit to actually letting go Mm. of the attachment of to your suffering? Like, because if you don't actually release that and let go and say, you know, like, I I truly don't want to feel this way. I truly don't want that. Cause even though we Mm. say we don't want to, and we like complain to our friends and we're like, I just don't want to feel this way anymore (laughs) in a way that you, you do because it's Mm -hmm. so comfortable there. So it's like actually committing to, or claiming that, Mm. that letting go. Yeah. And the, the ego is so tricky that way where it's like, it's really good at, again, attaching to our story and feeling like we have it the worst for some reason. And yet when you can let go of that and be like, man, every single person 
has had some level of hardship that felt excruciating and it felt like the world was ending or they felt like constricted and they didn't know what was going to happen next. Like we've all been there. And so it truly is. Do you want to stay there and allow that to continue to be your identity and your story and, you know, your reality? Or do you want to choose something different? Are you ready to let go of that? and to be open to more possibilities and open to a reality that's better that you have the power to create. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Um, Can we talk about like identity a little bit more and like just like Mm. identity shifting and like what that actually means? Because I feel like for us, it's like, oh, like your identity and like you just shift your identity. (laughs) But for some people, they're like, okay what do I do (laughs) what do I do like we need we need those like tangible steps almost Mm. I love um like my favorite way to explain it comes from and I don't know if you've read this I I can't remember if we ever talked about it but psycho cybernetics have you read that book nope (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that sounds like a big girl book no I have not read that but I'm gonna write it down Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds, it sounds way more complicated than it is. Um, so for anyone listening, don't, uh, don't panic. It's okay. They're um, like, all right, pause. <laughs> yeah. Don't run away, please. Like this will change your life. Yeah. But so my favorite, and this is like such a simple, but really powerful way to explain it. And so the author, he did, he used to be a plastic surgeon. And so he'd have these women come in who, you know, hated and were so insecure about their nose or certain features. And Mm -hmm. he would do these surgeries and they'd leave with like, what was technically the perfect, you know, replacement or the perfect, um, surgery. And, um, but they still saw themselves and still identified and felt like there was something wrong or like they still were ugly or their nose wasn't perfect or whatever it was because the mind hadn't changed and it was still identifying with all of their old stories. Mm. So they thought that the external fix would make them feel better, which I think we all can relate to in certain ways. We think that having the money or the partner or the car or the lifestyle is going to fix it. But if our mind hasn't caught up and we're still identifying with, you know, being bullied or having this trauma or this pain or, you know, all of that unworthiness that might've been there, that identity is still playing out in our minds each day. Mm -hmm. So basically the premise of that book and, and just like, transitioning into the whole identity it's really more about how we see ourselves Mm -hmm. than anything because you could look at me and see a specific identity but meanwhile in my head I could be you know playing all these old stories or these limiting things and feel super small and worthless so my identity is so different than what you think it is yeah yeah and I was just I was that same book I was just talking to you about, I feel like this kind of ties mm-hmm. into the attachment thing. Like me and Kara were talking about, I was reading this book and it said like attachment is 
the cause of suffering. Like there cannot be Mm -hmm. suffering without attachment, right? Like attaching ourselves to different things. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how, um, like we get attached to the identity that we think other people think we are right. Mm. Like we love to like guess about like, what, yeah, yeah, what do, what do they think that I am or like, mm-hmm. how do they view me? And then it alters our highest self, our identity, our authentic self. Um, mm-hmm. when really I feel like our authentic self and this like feeling of worthiness or that like higher self identity comes from like such a, a more deep rooted place rather than mm-hmm. our like domestication or our traumas and things yeah. that have like happened to us you know yeah, yeah. So. our true yeah it's like our true self versus our perception yeah. almost of like the all the stories all the experiences all the things that have built up that we think make us who we are yeah but in reality uh, and this is one of the reasons I always love travel is that I could walk into, like, I could fly to somewhere new and meet people and they don't know a single thing about me. They don't know anything I've gone through or any, you know, stories Mm -hmm. I'm telling myself. I get a fresh start to just show up as who I want to be in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful realization for everyone is, especially with our environment, if you're going to the same job each day or you're seeing the same friends or family, we feel stuck in that identity and we can limit ourselves, but you have the power in each moment to literally change who you are and how you want to see yourself and how you want to show up. Mm. And do you feel like it is as easy as just choosing? Like you just choose to be somebody different and view yourself different. Like what if someone has so has had so many traumas that has created this story that like feels so true Like, Mm -hmm. like if you're like, no, you are worthy. You are worthy. They could literally bring out their like pad of paper and be like, Mm -hmm. well, then explain all of these. Like, if it feels so true, Mm -hmm. is it as easy as just true? And I, and I asked that as like, uh, not a question, Mm -hmm. like you should have the answer, but like, I just wonder (laughs) that myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think choosing is like the first step really, because, um, if you choose to continue to attach to that, then you've Mm -hmm. already lost, right? Mm -hmm. But if you choose to be open to another reality or open to more possibilities or just open to like, hey, you know what? Maybe I can change this story even a tiny bit to feel a little bit better. You're still making that choice to progress the way you want to. And and then that's what allows us to do that deeper work from there because yeah. everything is perception. So even if you pull out your pad of paper with all the traumas listed, we could go through those one by one and we could actually find a silver lining or a lesson from yeah. every single one of them to make you feel empowered. But chances are, as our human brains do, we tend to focus on the negative. And so we have attached and identified with the struggle versus the lesson. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's literally good in everything. I feel like that's Mm. always been like one of my superpowers is I almost see like too much good, like something horrible (laughs) could happen. And I'm like, oh, it's for this reason. Or like it gave me this or gave me that. But like, I don't know, it keeps me really happy. I just, I feel like I always am like, just what little ounce of good 
can I find? Mm-hmm. Right. And I love I think that. That's why you manifest so much too, because you're able and willing to see the positive in it. So you're yeah. able to like, keep yourself open to the highest good. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, totally. I think it's, I think I, uh, I feel like I'm like addicted to highs, like mm-hmm. sometimes not in like the best ways. Like I just love to be on a good high. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it, it does come from that choosing, right. Of like, no, like I just don't want to mm-hmm. feel like shit anymore. <laughs> Um, Mm. but I love that practice of like taking all of the stories that negatively impact you going back Mm. through them and just seeing like, if there is any positive in it, um, Mm. there was something else I was going to say. Oh, oh, another thing. It's like why I think it's so powerful to share these stories. Well, someone might be feeling stuck right in their negativity or their trauma or like that victimhood mentality and feel like, like I can't get out of this just feeling very stuck in it because it feels like truth Mm. but then you look at somebody like Kara or you hear other stories from other women that like they come from the same place or they come from Mm. like exactly where you were and it's like well if she can do it like why can't why can't you Mm. she doesn't have anything special or extra well you're special but (laughs) (laughs) you don't have anything like special or extra that made it possible for you to find purpose and peace Mm. you know yeah yeah, exactly. It's, it's the, yeah, it's proof that it can proof. be done really. Exactly. Proof. <laughs> proof. Confirmation. <laughs> Confirmation and proof. Mm-hmm. I think that like, um, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of, uh, I think her name's like Lacey Phillips or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've never listened to her much myself. I think she's like a manifestation podcast, but she calls it, um, like expanders. So Mm. like finding an expander is like somebody that kind of came from the same roots or background as you and is now Mm. living out your dream and kind of just keeping them like as that role model. Like they're, they're an expander of what is possible for you. And I just love that term. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's like, yeah, it's, oh, I'm going to use that. It's perfect. I use it all the time. <laughs> I use it all the time. Mm. And that's why I always mention her name because I feel like I'm just like stealing her thing. But <laughs> I just love that that concept and term. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, can you, so I was just telling Kara, so you're a quantum healer. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Tell me more. I love the word quantum. It's just so like it's yeah. magical. Yeah. But I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Basically, like what we do um, is so, you know, we have this infinite field of energy that connects us all. Mm -hmm. And that is the quantum field, right? We're all and everything around us is vibrating particles of energy. And energy um, never dies, it just changes form, but it always exists, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all these different studies done that show the deep connection, which also shows the vibrational resonance, right? Of why we become, if we become a vibrational match for a certain reality with our beliefs and our energy and our habits and everything, like by law of attraction and everything, it has to manifest in and show up physically. Mm-hmm. And so with quantum healing, basically what we're doing is connecting really deep not only into the subconscious mind, but also into that field of energy where you're not attached to your body. 
So it's almost like that little bit of out of body experience from a deep meditation. Yeah. Where you can just feel, you feel limitless, you feel expansive and connected to all of all things. And from that place, we can either do really deep healing around traumas or around subconscious beliefs or Mm -hmm. things that created a deep energetic imprint that then Mm -hmm. shaped our identity and work on like healing and shifting it and reframing and then imprinting in what you do want to feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like one example, or we can also use it for that manifestation process of like, yeah, let's tap in and really become the match for that reality. And because we're doing it on that quantum level, that's how you have what we call like a quantum leap, right? Where suddenly it can show up really fast because you've done that shift to your own energetic signature. Mm. And so when you say like it's happening in the quantum, is that like specifically in a deep meditation? Mm. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a hypnosis, but you're still aware enough. So like, you're not fully gone where (laughs) I could be like telling you to do things and you're not realizing what you're doing. It's not like that, but it is, it's like a very deep guided meditation. Um, yeah. And then you're connecting in and it's fascinating, like what comes up for people with their experiences or, you know, the way that energy has maybe been stored in their body and the way Mm -hmm. it shows up for them and the way their mind has kind of attached to it. And so that's, what's so powerful about it as well is like our mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagination, which is why visualization is so powerful. Yeah. So if we can see that, you know, this experience is still kind of like attached or like it's created this, you know, some people see like, um, you know, darkness or like a heavy, you know, rock or people see like chains attached to their feet. And it's like, they're trying to walk and it's holding them back or it can show up in so many different ways. But when we work on releasing that, your brain doesn't, like I said, doesn't know the difference. So it, it believes like, oh, this thing's gone. And this is no longer, it's no longer part of who I am or, or what I'm limited to. Mm, oh, interesting. I mean, I've heard of things like that. I guess this might be like, maybe this is like a part of quantum healing. I probably heard this on like TikTok or something, but it was like talking about like visualizing your childhood trauma and like going back and like saving yourself as a Mm. child or something and like clearing that up in the past so that it doesn't Mm. affect you in the present right kind of like along the same lines a little bit totally that's like one of the one of the styles that I do as well like an inner child healing and so it's like you get to go back and reparent Mm. and you know also what I always do is incorporate the the higher self and like God consciousness and that higher level of power to support us and it's again it's just so beautiful like if you think of a memory from childhood where you maybe felt unworthy or you felt like you didn't matter but if you go back there like from the perspective of your higher self this like beautiful strong empowered you know all-knowing person and you go back there and you're there for the little child and you're like hey don't worry you know like the things that you can do to shift that 
create an immediate sense of relief. And you're like, wow, you know, this didn't actually mean that I was unworthy. Mm-hmm. It just was, you know, my parents were busy or they were triggered and projected something on me. And I took it on as I don't matter, Yeah, but we're able to really shift that whole story. Mm, interesting. Have you ever experienced with, and now I'm just like asking questions out of like curiosity, <laughs> but okay. I love this. <laughs> Like, have you ever experienced, maybe someone's like experiencing like effects of a trauma, but they don't know Mm. what it act like, what it is exactly. Are there still ways to heal or like use the quantum to heal if we don't know specifically what it, what it was? Mm. Because I feel like some of us have, yeah, like those little traumas where we're like afraid Mm. to speak up, for example, like we're afraid to speak our truth. And it might've came from a story that was just so like, we we're so young or it was so insignificant, but it like really stuck with us. Yeah, 100%. So what's really interesting is like, yeah, if we just started focusing on that specific, you know, pain point or that kind of problem of not feeling like confident to speak up, mm-hmm. then as we start going into that kind of deeper state, you're naturally like your mind, it's going to come up to the surface of Mm -hmm. that random memory. And so oftentimes with the sessions, it is a memory where they're like, well, I had no idea that this was actually impacting me. Um, and so we get to see, like, it's powerful just to see how many layers we have around those things. It's so Mm -hmm. interesting because I've kind of been experiencing this myself where I'm like, like I was saying, like, I'm very just like happy go lucky all the time. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, I would always say like, I've never experienced any trauma. Like I haven't mm-hmm. experienced trauma because mine's more of what, what would they say? Like a little T than like a big yeah. T. <laughs> uh, but, but mm-hmm. I started seeing things come up in my business. Like I healed a lot of myself with like my self-love confidence, whatever. And then I got in like deeper into my business, which is just like mm-hmm. the biggest spiritual journey. Like yeah shit just comes up whether you want it to or not so Mm -hmm. I started seeing like these things of just kind of like unworthiness feeling like the outcast and I actually I remembered a memory that Mm -hmm. it's a huge memory I would call it like a big t and I just didn't even remember it like I'd never thought about it forgot it even existed and didn't even realize it was like affecting me in the now so it's actually really uh, interesting that you bring up that like once you start to work on it or when it when it needs to be moved mm-hmm. through it will come up totally and I, I feel yeah. like I kind of experienced that That's interesting. yeah and I think I think the first step with that is definitely um, I mean I talk about it all the time which is awareness but then once you become aware of those patterns too like if there's a pattern in your life that's showing up mm-hmm. there's something in your energetic signature that's attached to that story or attached to that as your truth um which also means there's something in your subconscious mind of like oh this is who I am right like I look at for example um so many of the experiences I had with men were like pretty negative and Mm. toxic and if I look at that pattern it was like you know I I kind of went excuse me, when I was still in like my victim state, I'd be like, why is this, why does this keep happening? And I'm so tired of this cycle. And like, I don't deserve it. But when I start looking at, okay, well, 
yeah, what in me believes that this is truth or like believes that this is the only thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. And I start tracing it back. Yeah. There's so many experiences Mm -hmm. that start to show up from childhood and it could be as simple as like a month ago, I had this memory come up of me, maybe like five years old, being so excited one morning and wanting to, you know, like share something with my dad and just being like in such a bubbly energy. And he was stressed and like walked out the door, you know, to go to work door slammed. I'm standing there at the window, watching him go in his truck. And like, I could feel this pain of like poor little Kara, you know, (laughs) she's just like so hurt. And that created this like abandonment wound and this I'm not worthy and I don't deserve time or energy from the masculine right and that was something that it's such a it's seemingly a little t trauma it's seemingly very small but for the developing mind it, it was like really impactful Yeah. All you can do is make that connection. Mm. And I feel like, especially if you don't have somebody there to be like, you know, Oh, that was no big deal. Or explaining it. Yeah. Explaining it to you. It's like, you are in such a mode of like protection that the Mm -hmm. only connection you can make is usually a negative one. Yeah, exactly. And that's where simple things like, yeah, even a parent saying something in a passing glance yeah, might have created an attachment or a story or that imprint of pain or like yeah. um, unworthiness. And then it creates that belief. We then naturally attract more of it, which makes us believe it even more and reaffirm, make it stronger. And then we yeah. have that cycle or that pattern yeah. until we you know, realize it and start to make those changes. See, like this is the shit that just like <laughs> makes me so like passionate or like Mm -hmm. it's just so fucking fascinating to me that like one little thing Mm -hmm. it just snowballs and completely creates who we are now and I've been going Mm -hmm. down like kind of a not going down like a rabbit hole but just getting really fascinated and interested in like like are you on TikTok by chance like a little bit (laughs) okay there's like a lot of um uh accounts that or maybe it's just like on my feed because I've just eating it up about like gentle parenting (laughs) Mm -hmm. and this like just very like conscious parenting and obviously like I want to have kids in the next few years or Mm -hmm. or so depending (laughs) on where life takes me that sounds just scary to say the next couple Mm -hmm. years but I do want to have kids in the future and so I'm starting to kind of like train myself or set myself up Mm -hmm. to parent them in a way where hopefully I can, like, I think little T trauma is healthy in the Mm -hmm. sense of we do need those things to kind of like teach us and we learn our own lessons and toughen us up. But I I do want to like parent my kids in a way where I don't Mm -hmm. say things that make them question their worth, or I don't make them feel like they can't make their own choices, you know, Mm -hmm. just little things like I'm trying to think of an example from like one of this these ladies videos where I don't know she just really teaches them like she doesn't make them like question their decisions in a way of like you did something wrong but more in a way of like oh why did you do that oh that's understanding them yeah yeah understanding them or like 
just ways to word things to put them more in their power rather than just saying mm-hmm. like, no, don't do that. Or that does like your outfit doesn't match because mm-hmm. all of those little things, even though it's just a small parenting thing of like, we need to get out the door and go to school, like mm-hmm. change your socks. They don't match <laughs> mm-hmm. for a kid that can be like a, Oh, expressing myself is. Yeah. Now right. I'm not going to express myself ever again, because it's like, I was again, excited or like, Oh, this felt good to me yeah and like maybe a little kid feels all empowered and excited that they're dressing themselves and then they get this comment that they did it wrong and they're like oh and and the parent doesn't mean any wrong right I was Mm -hmm. I was talking to a family member about it and I was like sharing with her like oh this you know this is how I want to parent whatever and she's like yeah I wanted to do that too but (laughs) then you like experience being a parent Mm -hmm. the craziness of life and that kind of goes out the window but Yeah, I do want to like hopefully incorporate some of those things where, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, even again, that book I was just reading, it keeps coming up, but he was sharing an example of just like, when you tell your parents, like, I'm full, I don't want to eat anymore. And they're like, you better finish your food or you're not going to grow up Mm -hmm. big and strong or you're not going to get dessert. And it's Mm -hmm. like using this reward and punishment when like our bodies are telling us we're full and they're like, nope, that's wrong. It's like, yeah. no, no wonder we're not connected to our intuition and our bodies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We get shut down at such a young age Yeah. around trusting ourselves. And then it's like, that creates <clears throat> that whole authority complex of like, I need to be told what to do and that lack yeah. of trust in ourselves. And you think of then why we grow up and then we have that from the school system and you know, governments, everything, all these tiers of authority that are supposedly knowing better than we do. Yeah. And it just constantly disconnects us more from our own inner knowing and our truth. Yeah, exactly. Even like just the smallest thing of like having to ask to go to the bathroom or like, I remember, (laughs) I remember in high school having like, we had like two bathroom passes per semester it's like what so mm. I can't go to the bathroom a third <laughs> time like yeah. I don't understand yeah oh my gosh I saw like a meme on Instagram the other day literally about that and it yeah. was it was like a, a British person because I I guess they didn't have that like they could literally just get up and go to the bathroom and they were trusted to leave when they needed to and it was just like laughing at you know Americans and Canadians who have to ask for permission to go to the bathroom and be limited the number of times and yeah like so many it is it seems like it's a small thing but it's constantly you know keeping us from just feeling sovereign yeah yeah exactly and again my my mind always goes to like when we're talking about something like this my mind always goes to okay what are excuse me like what are the like tangible steps to get out of this like what okay so we know this now what do we do Mm -hmm. about it and again it goes back to just that like the awareness that that's happening and just choosing to not yeah just choosing (laughs) different just not wanting to be Mm -hmm. a part of that um Mm -hmm. choosing it's like in every moment we have a choice of whether we're going to continue the disempowered thought or action, or we're going to choose the empowered thought or action. So it, it ultimately is like, which path do you choose? Yeah. So like, yes, I may have done this or believed this, 
for so many years, but I'm aware of it now and I'm catching it in this moment. And I actually think I want to choose a different way. So, you know, that might be a really simple shift right now, or that might be like a really big leap to something different. Everyone, I think it's about also honoring your pace. Like some people, you know, will make these big changes cold turkey and go like hardcore and it works for them. Whereas other people, it's just the gradual progress and like, let's make those little baby steps. Mm -hmm. So again, I think it's like honoring yourself and what feels best for you, but just making that, making that change. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you said something earlier that I was going to touch on and, and we didn't, you said something about, um, like the difficulty around changing your identity around people that you've been around Mm. for so long, right? Like friends and family. Mm -hmm. And, um, yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't (laughs) know if I have like a question, but I think it'd be interesting to just talk about like the difference between making those little changes or just like waking up and being a different person. Cause it is hard, especially like Mm. friends you've had since you were a kid, or if you still live with your family or maybe you're, you've just been with a boyfriend, you live with your boyfriend, you've lived with them for like since high school or something like, or like right after high school, Mm -hmm. you're trying to become this completely different person. It's really hard to do that when somebody knows you as a certain person, like totally, how would you handle like the fear around like them just like questioning it? Like what if someone starts to become more of their higher self and then like their friends or their family are like, like, what are you doing? You're like, yeah. Why are you being like that? I think that's where like that, Ooh, that strength in choosing yourself mm-hmm. and trusting yourself instead of having that fear of judgment or people pleasing. And I know like there were so many layers and levels of that in my own life. Mm-hmm. And it was like terrifying. And I remember having extreme anxiety about, you know, these certain friendships where I'm like, I it can't continue this way because it's, It really felt like I was being held back to who I used to be. And meanwhile, like, yeah, my higher self or my soul or my heart was calling me. And it's like, Kara, (laughs) come over here. You know, like this, this is where you're meant to be. And, and it, yeah, it can be really scary to do that. But I think it, it comes down to, um, realizing that, yeah, prioritizing ourselves and our own happiness and alignment isn't selfish. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that means relationships or jobs or environments need to fall away in order for us to evolve to that next step. Yeah. Yeah. Because totally being in that, in that environment, I think of even like, even just a perfect example is even if I go home and stay at my mom's for a little while, all my old habits, it's like, I want to, you know, eat junk food and bake all these cakes and just eat sweets all the time. And, you know, watch Disney movies, which there's nothing wrong with that. So um, that's like such a perfect example of our environment, right? Because I go back home to my mom's house and I want to fall back into all my old patterns. And that's where, yeah, we get to see really the, the power of our environment. And you think of that quote about, you know, we're the, you know, we're, we're like the five people we spend the most time with. Yeah. And 
if you're wanting to grow and evolve in a certain way, but you're still around the same people from before and they're not growing with you, mm. then it's going to create even like a vibrational disconnect where suddenly like we're not resonating the same way anymore and something's going to have to to change or fall away. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I always notice and like I kind of feel bad for it, but I don't. But like a lot of women that will go through my programs, it's like, yeah, like they lose some friends or they have a breakup. And I'm like, yeah, that's growth, bitch. That's growth. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to ask, like, you kind of answered this maybe, I think. But so if you do want to have this like quantum level healing and evolution and like just jump into your highest self, do you think that you need to leave? your environment or leave your friends and I think you kind of answered it with the like they need to be growing with you yeah I think I think like there's no black and white like there's no right or wrong answer for it obviously but I but I would say yeah if they're not understanding or supportive or respectful of the way that you're evolving Mm -hmm. then that is going to cause some pullback and you're going to notice that it causes more stress or like there's discomfort or anxiety or you don't feel supported or heard and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we start to feel that in relationships but we want so badly to still have them or hold on to that because it is again, a level of comfort or safety from what we know yeah. that we almost cause more pain, which comes full circle again to the attachment is the root of all suffering. Cause maybe we're meant to evolve and move past that relationship. Mm-hmm. So we can open up and call in like our new community and people who are doing the exact same stuff or who understand what we're, what we're passionate about. But meanwhile, we're still kind of clinging and attaching to to that fear of losing them or um, mm-hmm. it can bring up abandonment wounds or insecurities, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And we cause more problems. Yeah. But you, you really can't like, um, oh, I totally just lost my train of thought. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you can't call in the new people that are actually aligned for you. If you're holding on to the old people that aren't aligned for you, it's like someone shared an example once of like, if you want a new boyfriend, would you hold on to the boyfriend that you have now until you find the new one? It's like, okay, yeah, some people do that. But at the same time, it's very difficult to find a new boyfriend if you're not Mm. single and like dating, right? Energetically open and available and also energetically resonating with what you do want. Like if we're still holding on to what we don't really want, Mm -hmm. like there is no space for the stuff that we do want. So I think, I think that also comes back to that level of trust in like, you are supported by a higher power and yeah. And by your higher self, like your higher self is truly always calling you forward to where you're meant to be. Yeah. And the more you can surrender and trust and follow that pull, even if it's uncomfortable, or even if it means letting go of things that you've identified with or attached to, mm-hmm. you naturally will always be led to the right person or the right situation. Completely agree. I think that like, it's like those little curiosities and urges. Like if you get a little ping or like a little hit of like, I should be here, I should go there. Like 
mm-hmm. lis- listen to that <laughs> because it is it, please. You. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to say something about the like you know do you need to leave your mm-hmm. environment to completely become a new you and I hope this isn't like I'm gonna make like a strong statement mm-hmm. I, I love Kara because she's like there's no black or white all right no right or wrong mm-hmm. but I'm kind of like <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 the honest truth yeah my honest truth from my personal experience is like I would not I okay mm, I do think that I had a good level of growth and evolution while still being in Utah in my hometown like I did grow a lot mm-hmm. but I don't think I would have been able like actually truly been able to become a new person if I didn't like leave my parents house and then leave to California and like find like all new friends and again maybe that's because they weren't growing with me and if you find the right people that will grow with you you don't need to get up and move but like Mm -hmm. I see a lot of my transformation and my growth from Mm -hmm. getting the fuck out of my Mm -hmm. hometown honestly um Well, I think that comes back to like, if anything is feeling limiting or constricting, yeah, like make the change out of that, right? If you were totally thriving and feeling like fully supported there to create this new chapter and identity, yeah, you would have had success doing that there, but there were things that were keeping you kind of held back, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder sometimes to myself, like, I don't know if, if you have some energies around you or things that are not supportive at all, like in, like just in your environment, like, is there a way for you to truly not allow those things to affect you? And like, Mm -hmm. to a certain degree, it's like, yes, but also like, there's some energy that, yeah, is just like, so intense and not supportive where it's like, can you really build your dream business in the basement of your parents that do not believe in your dreams at all and talk to you every day about how you need to go, like how it's never going to work and you're going to go, you need to go to college or whatever. It's like, yes, you can make it work, but at the same time, it's like, it's going to be so much harder. (laughs) So difficult. And I feel like anyone that really wants to like evolve and like have this quantum leap and really like feel different in their life Mm -hmm. I don't know I think you gotta pick up your stuff and (laughs) move I don't know that but that's my very like biased opinion from my experience so yeah no but I yeah I I respect that and I think there's a lot of truth to that and it's kind of like that saying of choose your hard like it's going to be hard to pack up and leave your life behind and start fresh in a new place and start a business. Like that's going to be really hard. Yeah. Also going to be hard to stay at home in an environment that isn't supporting you where you Mm -hmm. constantly feel like you're doing the wrong thing or like you're not going to make it. And so that's equally hard because you have these big dreams, but you're not pursuing them. So it's kind of like, yeah, which one do we choose? Mm. But when you say it like that, sounds like an easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope like people listening are like, oh, well, that's an easy choice. Cause yeah. it is equally as difficult staying where you're at than mm-hmm. it is to make these shifts. And I think especially because 
you know, there's certain things in my own life where, yeah, I maybe resist making the change because there's like that bit of fear or discomfort. And I would say like, it's so much worse to be a year later and being like, oh my gosh, I still am avoiding this and I still feel stuck here. Yeah. Like it's way worse for me to be in that place than to just fucking do it. (laughs) I was just going to say that. I was going to say, actually, I don't think they're equally as hard. I think it's harder to stay where you're at 100%. Mm -hmm. It's more uncomfortable to Mm -hmm. like move forward or make the shifts, but it's way harder to stay where you're at than to actually just do it. Because you're going to be hit with a lot of challenges because you're not meant to be where you're at. So the universe is going to send you your shakeups. And I really feel like, you know, the biggest things with, with my brother, the rape, the car accident, like, I truly believe those were shakeups because the universe is like, Kara, this is not the path that you're meant to be on. And so I kept getting hit by these challenges to keep taking those steps and being like okay well I can't keep doing this same thing I can't keep struggling you know and trying to fit in in university and I can't keep being in this box and living for other people and it's like that constant push and I think sometimes those really big lessons are necessary for growth and I'll even go so far as to say, like, I believe I signed up for that before I incarnated, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, maybe had I chosen a different path sooner or been on a different timeline, maybe Mm -hmm. those things wouldn't have even happened. Yeah. So had I been doing something more aligned to my soul, maybe like the car accident wouldn't have happened, or maybe something else would have played out way differently. So we live in such a wild reality of limitless possibilities on ways things can play out and Mm. yeah. Yeah. Our alignment with them. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And whatever's necessary, like whatever's necessary. So sometimes I see a lot with my clients, they're like, I feel like I keep being pushed by these things and it's like, but are you resisting that or are you, taking the lesson and making the change to follow what you know you want to be doing like you yeah. know who have this passion to start a business for instance but they they've avoided it for years because of self-doubt or insecurities and it's like well there's a reason you keep having these really frustrating horrible experiences at your job yeah like the universe is literally trying to shake you and be like hey you're not supposed to be here yeah yeah, exactly. I I had like a um another woman on my podcast. Her name's Danielle and she was talking about how like she had like a hit to, you know, start a business. And she mm. said she got like a assignment at work or something and she just like couldn't understand it. And she mm. like been doing it for years. She was like up in the corporate ladder and she was just like I just I couldn't understand it. Like it was the weirdest thing. Like my brain just couldn't comprehend. It was like, I just lost like Mm. my ability to, I don't know, be that like person in that, in that job. She said it was just like the weirdest thing, but that was like her, the universe does give us like those little nudges and nudges. And like, I, I always say as much as we are limitless and powerful and strong and empowered, 
at the same time, we're still human. And I do think the, you like the universe sometimes, sometimes we're not strong enough mm-hmm. to make the conscious change. And we do need something kind of like big to like wake, yeah. us, wake us up. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I think for anyone like going through something difficult, especially like with the past two years, right. Of like, you yeah. know, if, if you have experienced like death in your family or money issues, or you lost your job, it's just like, yeah, what is that creating space for? You know, what is that? What could that possibly lead you to thinking of your life like an autobiography, you know, of like this one thing happened and then what do you want to be in the next chapters? Do you want it to be a crazy success story of like something that came out of that or? Yeah. Or just sad story. Yeah. It's like, um, it's the hero's journey, right? Like we all love our movies and we love escaping into this story of someone who overcomes Mm -hmm. and gets out on the other side and like lives their dream. And it's like, everyone listening has the opportunity to do that too. So it really is. Yeah. What can you make out of your current situation? And if you, I love what you said of like, an autobiography if this is your book and you're writing a book of your life maybe this is the big challenge for you right now but mm-hmm. you have the pen so what are you going to write and create from this place mm, I love that um and within that so you know we've been talking a lot about like making the next like choice and like making those changes for like a better reality but there's going to be a time period where you're still kind of in the Mm. not great reality. Can you share like some of your favorite, maybe like coping mechanisms that you personally use in your own life when you are going through hardship to just kind of make it a little more like bearable, I guess. Mm. Right. Cause when you are in the ickiness and anxiety. Yeah. 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 It's a good question. Um, Hmm. And I think like, because even so just quickly, like even on top of that, when you're starting to make changes, if the old energetic signature is still like, we're still clearing stuff out and still letting go of some of those beliefs. So sometimes people notice it getting like a little bit worse before it does get better because Mm -hmm. now they're aware of it, but then it's also like bringing stuff to the surface and we've got to kind of disconnect and it can feel a little bit chaotic, but, um, I mean, I would say anything, anything that helps with grounding or reconnecting just to yourself. I mean, I personally love meditation and Mm -hmm. it was always such a challenge when I was super anxious to quiet my mind. But even if you can spend a few minutes a day, just kind of focusing on your breathing, eyes closed, you know, Mm -hmm. tapping into your heart or visualizing the things that you're working towards or you're calling in, Mm -hmm. um, visualizing your higher self or like imagining that they're there with you like feeling that energy of who you want to be and bringing that with you each day so even when you feel like anxious it's like oh what would my higher self or that future version of me do and again that ties into the whole identity shifting we've been talking about Mm, I love that I feel like you kind of just unlocked something for me there about when you just said having them there with you Mm. because I feel like so many of us try to visualize ourselves as our highest selves and sometimes that can feel 
like a, a stretch or I can feel a little bit off because we might not be yeah like there there yet yeah Yeah. but viewing it as like another person having them like with you I feel like makes it so much more real like it's an actual person yeah 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 I love yeah that's like that's been huge for me is like yeah literally seeing that version of me that future version of me um who's gone through this current struggle like they've already made it through their long past that healing, you know, they've found all the lessons, they're feeling empowered and good. And like visualizing that person over my shoulder or right beside me supporting me. Um, and then it's like, wow, if I feel that level of support with me, then it does ease the stress or it makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone in what I'm going through. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love it a lot. Meditation. Also like breath work. Yeah, um, journaling, all of the cliche. Yeah, regular. all the things that we, all the things we think are like too simple, but they're actually so helpful. <laughs> yes, exactly. All the simple things that you hear all the time: meditation, breath work, yoga, journaling. Those things. Yeah, go <laughs> do <through> them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. So, to kind of wrap things up. Um, is there anything you feel like we didn't touch on that, like, you wanted to? share or say I feel like we kind of like hit everything really good yeah I think so I mean yeah I would just like one of the last things I'd want to just leave it on is um just reminding everyone that you are more than your circumstance so like again I know we've talked about that this whole time but just seeing that no matter what's going on or what's happened to you in your past um you know, the past is gone. It really, it doesn't exist anywhere other than in your mind. Mm. So like, if you can detach from it, if you can stop replaying those stories or stop identifying with what you think it means, Mm -hmm. then you not only get to be present right here, right now, um, but you're liberating yourself. Yeah. I love that. That was a perfect ending note. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you. And I always like to ask this question to all of my guests. Um, okay. If, if you at your lowest point was listening to breaking butterfly right now, Mm -hmm. what would you say to her little Kara? Mm. Ooh, (laughs) Um, I would just tell her that she's so much stronger than she knows Mm -hmm. and she's going to get through it. So feel the lows, you know, don't, don't try to push yourself to do too much, um, feel it, but then, yeah, just realize that you're so much stronger. And Mm. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like that's a horrible lesson, actually. Like, I wish I had something more insightful to say to her, but it's like, no, yeah, simple things. Mm. She doesn't understand insightful right now. Right. She just needs someone to say you're stronger than you realize. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You'll Mm. get through it. And one day you'll be able to to really look at all these things and see the lessons in them Mm -hmm. and see like 
how powerful they made you. Um, but you were always powerful even then Mm. you just had to uncover it. Right. It's like the, it's like the acorn, the acorn holds the tree. Like the acorn is the full tree. It just doesn't know it yet. So it has to go through its growth process, but the full tree is there. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Wait, Mm -hmm. is the acorn actually, is that a seed for the tree? Yeah, yeah, like um, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have like in Canada, we have like I'm sure I'm sure they have them somewhere. Like I think it's an oak tree, and it drops the acorn. Yeah, but you think about it, or like a seed. Yeah, the seed holds the fully blossomed flower within it, like the full. It's like that whole you already are. Like I love that. Are, the full expression we're just in the process of growing into it so I love that so much I feel like I needed that that's like such a simple little thing Mm. but even where I'm at in my journey I feel like sometimes I struggle to see like I'm like why am I not here yet like what am I doing wrong like what am I missing almost like they have something I don't have what do they have I need it (laughs) but I'm the whole fucking tree yeah yeah, you already are. I love that. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question to end us off. If we could give our listeners like one little baby step, I love to do like baby steps, right? Because too big of a change is sometimes not uh, like s- small hinges swing big doors, right? If you could yeah. give our listeners like something to do, a little bit of homework that they could do in like the next 24 hours, easy mm. to just. Yeah heal and become more of their higher self and everything we talked about today what would it be yeah so I would say like spend you know even if it's like five to ten minutes you know close your eyes take some deep breaths and then visualize your higher self so some people may have already done this before they may already have an image for anyone who's new to that there's no right or wrong so like it might be a person it might be just like you seeing certain colors or feeling you know a sense of safety or love or whatever there's no right or wrong with it but spend a few minutes like connecting to that feeling and then each day that's your homework is like because your again, your higher self knows the way and your higher Mm -hmm. self already is that complete whole version. And so if we can stay connected to them and allow them to call us forward each moment, Mm -hmm. you know, we're no longer operating from the old identity or the small self. Mm -hmm. So I would say like spending a few minutes tuning in, really feeling that and creating that image and again we know feeling is so powerful for manifestation too and then it's like throughout the day bring yourself back to that as much as needed like ooh, what would she be doing right now how would she feel you know and allow that to guide you Mm, I love that that's perfect 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 Mm -hmm. thank you okay and then last thing just of course share with everybody where they can find you, how they can work with you, any offerings you have, just go full on self-promo so that everyone can connect with you. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, Instagram is the best place. So my Instagram handle is real Kara Michelle. Um, K-A-R-A. We'll 
I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. We'll put it in everything. the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got it covered. Um, and then, yeah, I have um, a 90 day program is my main offering that I work with women through where we focus on releasing, rebuilding, and then realigning with our higher selves, uh, as well as the quantum healing. So if anyone's interested in, you know, learning more about either of those or looking at ways to work together, definitely reach out on Instagram. And um, as well, I've got, yeah, a bunch of amazing resources linked on Instagram as well for like reprogramming your mind, connecting deeper to your higher self and uh, shifting into those quantum leaps. So I would love to support anyone and everyone, whatever way you need. So feel free to reach out and we can find like the best fit for you. Mm, I love it I love that you always have like I love your names to your programs like conquer your mind like release to thrive like they're just so powerful obviously like actually investing and working with Kara is like the best way to see transformation but also you guys like Kara has so many like she said like just free resources like seriously Mm -hmm. go check her out she is like tons of reels videos I'm sure like IGTVs but then also like YouTube like you have so yeah much value it's mm-hmm. it's almost too much I'm like ah, where do I start yeah. no it's perfect <laughs> and so you guys can even just like reach out to Kara but like just yeah. go follow her because she's just so much knowledge and wisdom to share yeah. yeah. Thank you. And honestly, like, yeah, 100%. I, I get even overwhelmed sometimes by how much stuff I have. So like, if, yeah, if someone's like, I want to start with manifesting, you know, mm-hmm. shoot me a DM on Instagram and we'll chat and I'll, I'll send you the best stuff for that or whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, anxiety, reprogramming, limiting beliefs, all these things we've kind of talked about today. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways and I'd love to support however I can. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, of course, uh, I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can connect with Kara. And if you guys love this episode, make sure you share it on your story, connect with us, tag us. Um, and yeah, we just hope that you guys love this and hope that, um, you feel a little bit more, um, empowered and like you have a choice in your healing and becoming your highest self. So Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. I hope you all have a beautiful week this week, and I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye. Bye.